Hey, testing. Good morning. Let's go ahead and gather and worship. Get all the bugs out. But, um, hey, we got a great day ahead of us. Lord, we just commit this gathering to you. We just invite you, Holy Spirit. Ask you to fill this place, Lord. And just come and reveal your Son, Jesus. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. morning. You guys ready to go deep with the Lord this morning? Been feeling for, um, I don't know, better part of two weeks uh, that this morning was going to be a pretty intimate time with the Lord. So anybody ready to go deep?
encourage you to put your feelers out. Be aware. Be aware of what's going on in the Spirit. Because the Lord is wanting to meet us here in this place in a real way today. A different way maybe than we've ever experienced. Be aware of what you're hearing. Be aware of what you're tasting. Be aware of what you're feeling. Be aware of what you're smelling.
lost in the warmth of your smile, getting lost in the gaze of your eyes, getting lost in the warmth of your smile, getting lost in the gaze of your eyes, getting lost in the warmth of your smile, getting lost in the gaze of your eyes, getting lost in the warmth of your smile. desire to be close to him this morning, cry out to him.
Just sing this uh, chorus. My uh, my wife's been seeing a lot of stuff lately. She said the Lord showed her just pouring in here, pouring the the anointing and the glory, and uh, so we don't need to stop quite yet. Hey, the, the sing, oh, oh come, let us adore Him. Do that. You know that? You should.
walk in here right now. In fact, he has. You'd probably uh, probably lose it. And so if you're tempted to lose it, just, hey, just, he is here. He is here. He is here. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. of uh, waiting for when really, you know what I mean, it really breaks out. And we come in here and we can't do anything but fall on our face. And uh, that's coming sooner than we think. And uh, Lord, it could happen now. We would be all for that. We really would because we're really desperate for you. Our nation is desperate. Our families are desperate. We thank you, God. You're coming. You're coming. Bless you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless you, Holy Spirit. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your Son.
I don't understand. He was born in the manger? Who is this king? Can someone tell me?
Hey, that was pretty good, guys. Thank you. What a blessing. And uh, no way to top that off and wouldn't even attempt to do that. That's incredible. But I just want to prepare us for communion this morning. We want to enjoy communion and um, see what God can do. I, I've always believed that during communion it's more than just some, you know, tradition or practice of the church. I believe the Lord shows up. And we need Him to show up. And uh, because there's some folks that need some miracles. I, you know the Scripture says uh, the gifts are different. It says the working of miracles. In the original Greek, it actually speaks of activities that call forth miracles. And we need some activities that call forth miracles. And uh, can we pray for you again? Would you mind? Yeah, we want to pray for Ellen again because she needs a miracle. And um, it's time we see miracles. And the Lord did stuff just so His disciples would believe in Him. And uh, we believe in Him anyway. We do, Lord. We believe. But we want to see Ellen Michelak healed. So if you guys want to join me, some of you again, we did this a few weeks ago. But, and, and as we pray for Ellen, I want to remember Jerry Bell. Uh, Jerry, part of our church family for a long time, had surgery this week, had heart surgery. And uh, he needs an appetite, needs to get stronger. We're just praying for rapid healing there. And, uh, but right now, let's focus in. Hey, just pray as you, whatever's inside, just let her rip, guys. Just pray.
We command every cell, just life, life, life into the cells. Life, reborn, reborn. Rebirth of your body. Redeeming our mortal bodies. Renewing our mortal bodies right now. Renewing the mortal body. Renewing right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just command that life to enter, enter right now. Father, by faith, we just, right now, we all engage right now in the life that's being presented here. The life that's being engaged in her is being built and renewed right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, right now we stand together and we stand against the enemy and we ask, Lord, that you would break, that you would break this cancer right now in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would break this cancer right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity we command it to go right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Winds of healing come. Winds of healing come right now in Jesus' name and heal Ellen and we stand with her and we speak life we speak healing to her body we speak healing to her mind in the name of Jesus and we just agree right now Lord we say the Lord rebuke this cancer in the name of Jesus of Nazareth right now Lord we pray for the power and the anointing that breaks every yoke Lord, we pray for reversal of this situation, Lord. And we ask God for a miracle, Lord, in Jesus' strong name, for a miracle, Lord, that every cell would come into order and there would be that balance and that structure in her body that would release healing, healing in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, for it's by your stripes, Lord. And we honor you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. And we speak life over Ellen. And we thank you, Lord. And Lord, we pray for Jerry right now. We ask God for just rapid increased recovery and healing for Jerry Bell. Lord, we ask that he suddenly would have an appetite and be able to eat and bless that family. We lift them up to you, Lord. And Lord, for Matthew Mitchell, God, we just ask for a miracle, Lord, for a miracle for that young man. And we thank you, Lord. And thank you for your, what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. I've been thinking about that, activities that call forth miracles. Um, I don't know all that that looks like, but Lord, we just pray that this was one of those activities. And that we, we are expecting, God. We are expecting. And we thank you. Um, just one other little note of information that I, I need to let you know. Um, you know, the Lord held this building for us. He held the, the title deed for a long time. Then it was sold, and we told you the owner just gave us permission to uh, use this building. Well, guess what? It's been sold again, 
It's not a bad thing. Let me finish. But it's, uh, you know, this building was empty for so, so long, with, and not except for us and the Lord, but it's been sold twice now in the last three weeks or so. And uh, But the good news is that the folks that have bought it want us to move into the place where they are in right now. And it's actually a great location. It's uh, closer to 421. It's on the other side. And, uh, I mean, you know, it should be hard. I almost feel guilty. Like, you know, Lord, how come we didn't just have to struggle about this and worry about it, you know, and all that? But they want us to move over there. And they said they're going to do whatever it takes that we can get in there. It's a little smaller, but it still hold, will hold. I, I showed Don this week, Don Potter. He said it still holds about 2,500 people. So we have a lot of room to grow. And the parking, it's unbelievable. The parking you cannot describe. Now, I, I know that, uh, you know, there have been some words over this place and all that. This does not nullify those prophetic words spoken over us. In fact, if the, I really believe God is positioning us for what Rick saw was coming, a tsunami of revival. Because we are desperate for revival. I read... Uh, Quickly this morning, I may not get to anything on this computer. It's no big deal, right? But I, I read this story of what happened in Uganda about the uh, persecution that was unreal, the stories coming out of Uganda under Idi Amin. And, uh, but this pastor who was sharing this testimony or these testimonies was thankful that they went through such persecution because their church was in a, or the nation was in a coma a spiritual coma, and they would not awaken by any other way. And he said that every nation, and he was speaking to a group of American pastors, he said, you will either have devastation or the other is God's going to come and rule in great power, one or the other. I forget exactly how he put that. But that we're going to have either great revival or great something else. And what happened in Uganda when persecution came, the believers escaped into jungles. They held, they hid out in caves. But they began to pray, and, and pastors began to get organized. It's been so difficult to get organized in America with too many. I mean, there are some pockets, and we're hearing more and more. And all these signs are great. They're, they are encouraging. How many of you are a little, a little bit encouraged? A little bit. You know, but we, we're encouraged when we look up. We, we, we gaze at what the enemy's doing, but we, or actually we glance at the enemy, but we sit our gaze above on what the Lord's doing. But actually, though, they, these 25,000 pastors began to get organized, and they established prayer meetings in 50 different stadiums across the nation of Uganda. Now, I can imagine what some of those stadiums look like. You know, probably, you know, benches or whatever, tree trunks, I don't know, but they got together 25 or 50 locations and God began to move. He, and they were not going to give up. I mean, it was like plan A. God was going to change the situation in Uganda or else. You know what I mean? They got desperate and God began to change the situation in Uganda. And he was saying, we are so thankful that we went through this persecution so that our nation could be saved. And I was thinking also, I heard this testimony of uh, these believers in China and, uh, you know, the pastors were bringing Bibles in. You told us an incredible story this week. No, it was that other guy, but he had 30,000 Bibles and, with him and just happened to show up at the right time. 
I mean, there's incredible testimonies of the things that, that God is doing. But this one testimony in China, this pastor over there, he'd been in prison, and he said, go tell the Americans, stop praying that persecution would end in China. He said, keep sending Bibles, but tell them to stop praying that persecution would end because this persecution has brought us nearer to Jesus. And we would be rather, we would be rather be nearer to Jesus than to be free from persecution. And uh, so you know what's happening in China. Great outpouring of the Spirit underground. And I don't know how God wants to do it in America. My preference is overground rather than underground. But I know He wants to do it. I know there's, that He's tagged our nation for revival. And so we're moving over to the other side of 421. I'm believing that the first Sunday we show up there, we're just going to have revival. And it's never going to stop. Rick said the next one that comes will never end. It'll, it'll, it'll usher in the coming of the Lord. So I vote for that, okay? Is anybody in agreement? We just got to have that. It's uh, You got a word? Come on up. Good. That sounds pretty good. Thank you, David. Uh, David, when you said I'm 421, the Lord gave me Mark 4, 21, and I'll read to 22. And Jesus said unto them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a large bowl or a bed? Don't you put it on a stand? What is hidden is meant to be seen, and what is put out of sight is meant to be brought out into the open. Everyone who has ears should listen. And I felt that was for the new building, Mark 4, 21. This is a child's Bible I just borrowed, so <laughs> a little different translation. But the Lord wants us to be a light on a lampstand. Amen. Amen. And it will make us a little more visible, and uh, we won't be able to hide then. If you're part of this church and you don't, you know, you don't like the reputation, you might that'd be a good time to vacate, you know, the premises. But, but it's gonna, we're going to be a little more public, and that's pretty awesome. We're going to need a lot of help. Hey, Butch, I understand Don told me you built this uh, platform, the stay, I mean the uh, sound booth. And he said you could take it apart, right? So you better get started on it. The timing of it is, uh, they said mid-January, they're going to start bringing their equipment in, put up some electrical deals. So we have to move that first. But we'll stay here while they're doing some construction and uh, the owner of the business said, our goal is that you guys would stop one Sunday and start the next Sunday over there. Now, some of his people said that's impossible, but, but I'm going to believe it's possible. All things. And if we have to meet somewhere in the, in the mid, you know, outside in January, no, no, that'll be fun too. But somewhere mid-January to the end, maybe in February, we're going to be over there. Unless everything changes. You know, I, I'm hesitant, but they bought it. I mean, they've got it. It's theirs, and they're making plans, and they're going to bring all these sewing machines in. This place is going to be filled with sewing machines. And, um, and they're going to hire some people. We've been praying for jobs. Thank you, God, for bringing jobs into our church. We gladly, we're appreciative of that. Lord, thank you. How many of you need some of those jobs? We need some of them. I know there are people that do. And so... Let's get ready to buckle up. 2012. There's all kinds of prophecies about 2012. If you want to really read something exciting, read what the Mayans said about 2012. But don't read that. That's really, I don't know, I don't know if there's a lot of stock. But read what this says about the end of the age and the every age. 
and uh, what's going to happen on the earth. I know one thing, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth just like the water covers the sea. I also know that you and I were made for such a time as this. The stuff that God has been depositing in you, He's been working in you through many trials, tribulations, toils, and snares. He's ordered that that stuff would come out now and be a testimony to people that are going to be going through their own trials, troubles, snares, and toils. And they're going to need to see that your God is greater and that our God rules and reigns over all the earth. Amen? Are you guys okay? That's a good message for Christmas time, isn't it? But I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm expectant. I don't believe we're going to where Uganda went. I believe there's a higher way. And um, we, are, we are the light on the hill, and we're going to go for it. And uh, we're going to watch him. Well, we want to get ready for communion, but I, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. How many of you have ever heard the word koinonia? That's one of those Christian, well, it's a Greek word, but it's everybody has heard of that pretty much. They're Christian. I think Randy's ministry is called Koinonia Ministries. I've heard of a Koinonia Christian bookstore, Koinonia Fellowship Church, Koinonia Baptist Church, Koinonia Methodist Church. You know, there all these, there's all kinds of Koinonias, but... Who knows what it means that can tell me out loud what it means? Just shout it out. Fellowship, what else? Together. The gathering, what else? All that stuff. Well, here's what it means in the, uh, in the Greek. All of that stuff, but a lot more. It means partnership, participation. In one of the meanings, it means willing to communicate. Well, that'd be pretty good for the church, wouldn't it? I'm willing to communicate with you. I'm no longer angry. I'm no longer going to hold that. Distribution, fellowship. And the word fellowship is also connected, you know, to communion. It, uh, there's a koinonias, which is sharer, associate, companion, fellowship, and partner. And then I've heard it said that, you know, when you look at communion, which is also fellowship, it's common union, that we have something in common. And what we have in common is the Lord Jesus. And that is what gives us the union. And so I want to do, just before we take communion and have koinonia, it would be really good if we really had that, wouldn't it? I mean, I know it's a Greek word, but what if churches in America started having real koinonia? Partnership, communication, fellowship, togetherness. You know there's really no word for church in the New Testament? It's the word congregation, assembly, or gathering. I like that. Gathering. Because that's what we are. The ultimate is going to be, it's not going to be your tag, it's going to be the gathering of saints that have gathered together, that assembly, that group that have come together under the banner of the Lord Jesus. Because there's only one church. When He looks at our city, He doesn't see all the different flavors. He sees one church, those who are sold out. The remnant. And there's a remnant in all these different places. But anyway, there's a lot of different meanings of koinonia, fellowship, communion. You guys, everybody, everybody's with me. It's like you're looking at me like, what's next? I mean, I think I know what's next, but I'm getting to the place where I don't know if I know what's next. And that's a good place. I want to get there. Somebody told me today, David, start letting that stuff out of you. I mean, just release it. Go for it. We don't think you're crazy. We love you. And if we thought you're crazy, we won't tell anybody till we get outside. We, no, no, they didn't say that at all. 
But you know what's going to happen? I, I had this vision. Here's what we... One day we ought to have church just come in and scream for about an hour. I don't know what it's going to look like, guys. We just got to get to that next level. And the, But there's teaching. That's part of it and all of that. So here, first of all, there's the fellowship or the communion of His Son. About six things. I'm just going to go fast. 1 Corinthians 1.9 God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now there are many different ministries in the body of Christ, giftings, callings. You know, we've all been called. How many of you know that? We've been called. You may not be called to be a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, whatever, but you have a calling on your life. I remember long before I understood what I was specifically specifically called to and for is I, I wrote this thing in one of my earlier Bibles when I was younger. It said that God has a, a place for a man and a man for the place, an hour for the voice and a voice for the hour. I used to believe that long before it ever happened. And then it happened. I remember along my calling that uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me one time. And in those days, I was a Baptist. That was, whoa. I was just figuring all this stuff out. I was one of those kind of guys when I was in seminary and they would skip over some of the verses in the New Testament regard to healing. I was one of the ones that stood up. Wait, what, why is that in there? What's that all about? But anyway, I remember when God was calling me and, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, unless you take the first step, you will never know the thousands that will follow. I said, okay. So I took that first step. I didn't see anything in front of me. But I can look back and there have been thousands. I remember another in my journey and my calling where I was at a crossroads. You ever been to a crossroads? You know, it's like, okay, the Lord says, either you're for me or you're against me. And I was not living exactly for Him at that particular season in my life. I'd already had that experience at Ridgecrest where I bowed down and said, God, I'll preach the gospel. But how many of you know that after those things happen, that's when hell breaks out? You know what I mean? And that boy broke out. So I was living in that place. It was up in Tennessee, actually. But, but everything fell apart. And, I, and the Lord, again, spoke to me and said, okay, jump off the diving board. And I had a vision of my walking out on the diving board. And I looked down. You know what I saw? Nothing. Just a big black hole. And I said, Lord, you want me to jump? You want me to dive into that? He said, either you do now or you're going to miss what I have purpose. And I, I said, okay, I'm, dumb, I'm jumping. I dove. I moved. I left my house in Tennessee. I lived there for two weeks. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And... Uh, but anyway, I, I, when I got home, I had to be home that day to, to be enrolled. And part of my journey was to go to seminary. So it was like that day or I would not have gone. At least I wouldn't have gone during that season. But God had a way. He had a way of getting my attention. Everyone in here has a calling. You've got a calling to something. And it's our part, it's our job to help awaken, stir that up, you know, remind you of that. But the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll reveal it to you. But you have a calling. But the greatest calling we have is into the fellowship of His Son. How many of you saw the Lord of the Rings? There was the fellowship of the ring. Remember that? That was a pretty exciting fellowship. I mean, that was adventurous. There is no more exciting fellowship than into the fellowship of His Son, Christ Jesus. And every one of you have been brought into that fellowship. And... Uh, 
I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. It's just now beginning to get exciting. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3 through 6. Here's the next word of koinonia, our fellowship, our communion. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing and employing us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. That's what it says, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. But then it goes on, and not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. When we first give ourselves to the Lord, then that qualifies us to join that fellowship of the ministry to the saints. Because you only have something to give if, you, if you've had something given to you, right? And all of us are part of that. Every day, freely we receive from Him and freely we are commanded to give. It's our commission to give the things that He gives to us, to others. And that's part of it. Then there's the fellowship. Now this is one you probably wish I'd left out. But Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. Here's another fellowship. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. How many of you want that? Now, there are some places you, they stop right there. The power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. The partnership, the communion, the together, the sharing in the sufferings of Christ. When you follow the Lord, your troubles will, some troubles will just have begun. It is not a cakewalk. It is life or death. If you, uh, if you enjoy being rejected, follow Jesus. If you're enjoying being misunderstood, follow the Lord. You will be misunderstood. You will be rejected. He was rejected. He was misunderstood. But, you, but the difference is you're going to have trouble anyway in this life, right? It'd be better to have the Lord with you in the midst of them than to go at it all on your own. You'll have troubles. Hey, guess what? That's where the glory comes in. We enter the kingdom through much tribulation. America is going to enter her destiny through much tribulation. We've been getting prepared for it, ready. You guys are more ready than you will have ever dreamed. If you've been a part here, we've been, that's been part of our commission. Be ready for what's coming because what's coming is His glory. But along with glory, there's going to be the enemy's going to raise up a little bit, raise his head. He only has a short time. What can you expect? His time is coming to a close, and uh, but ours is coming to a head and to the greatest hour in history. If we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. How many of you want to reign with him? Then we have to suffer with him. I don't know who said, "Hey, following Jesus, you have all this." Everything works out. Man, a lot of times, I think I shared this with you before, but it's like, uh, who was that guy that told me this? He, Jack Taylor. He was preaching one time, and he just said, he, he got to the place in his life, he said, Lord, if you treat your friends like this, Lord, no wonder you have a bunch of enemies out there, you know, something like that. But You know what dying to yourself will do to you? It'll kill you. And that's what He wants. When you die to yourself, you live unto Him. He wants us to walk in resurrection power. 
And so as we die to self daily, then we follow Him and we find a hope that the world cannot give, a help that the world cannot offer, joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. But it comes through the cross. And that message of the cross is going to be preached across America loud and strong one more time. And a great army is going to arise. And then also there's the communion of the Spirit. And that's in 2 Corinthians 13, the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Wow. We get to have communion with the Holy Spirit. I had communion before I knew anything about the Holy Spirit, or at least they were telling me the Holy Spirit wasn't for today. Whatever it was they told me, He was communing with me. He's not bound by our traditions. I mean, He was speaking to me as a young man. In my tradition, he's still speaking to me as an old, I'm not an old man, as a middle, whatever I am, I'm just a young guy still, aren't I? But he's still in some of my, still in my traditions. But I'm telling you, we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Every day, what was that book Benny Hinn wrote? Good morning, Holy Spirit. Let me challenge us. Every morning, just good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. I'm glad you know what to do today. You know, there may come a time... Our daily bread comes from Him. What if you run out of food? You know the producer and the creator of the heavens and the earth. You could say, good morning, Lord. Today I pray for my daily bread. I know not where to look today. My cupboard's running bare. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. And God, I put my trust in You and You'll provide all of my needs. God, I seek Your kingdom. And I know that everything else will be added unto me. Then you get to live out some of those stories like they did in Uganda and Ukraine and Poland and Cuba and Russia where they went to the cupboard and supernaturally substance and food appeared. This one, who was this lady? Oh, Ludmila Adamoska. I've shared with you about how she got saved in the Ukraine. We went before the curtain was lifted there. It was still communism. You don't remember that. Some of you don't. I'm going to tell you again. This was a really cool story. I'm just being real today, all right? I'm going to end it real quick. We're going to have communion. But you got to hear this story if you never heard it. If you heard it, bear with me. But we went into the Ukraine. The walls, you know, it's still communist. And uh, with Dean Simpson, and you guys weren't with us that time, but they've been with Dean many times. But we were up in the hotel, and we were taking a break. And I heard the Lord say, hey, you don't have time to take a break. And I didn't want to take a break. I didn't go there to see anything. I wanted God to use me. I, I've been waiting to get on the mission field, and I was there. I didn't want to rest. So I got a group of folks. Dean gave us permission. Hey, can we go to the park? Hey, somebody got a guitar, and let's just go and see what happens. Just stir it up. So we stood up on these benches, and we'd start playing the guitar. And I didn't We didn't have an interpreter. So we said, does anybody hear people started gathering? I mean, they started coming. And we said, does anybody speak English? This lady raises her hand. She comes forward. She's an English professor, Ludmilla Adamoska. And uh, we said, Ludmilla, great, good to meet you. I'm David. I'm all the team there. You know, great, good to meet you. Would you interpret for us? She said, oh, no, I'm a communist. I don't believe in your God. I said, well, you don't have to believe. Just interpret. Practice your English. That's all we're asking. And she said, okay, because she wanted to do that. So she stood below, we stood on top, and we preached the simplest message you could hear. I mean, these guys had not heard the gospel in 70 years. 
They had been told there was no God. You could have preached on amen that day and the whole crowd would have got saved. I mean, we did mention the name of Jesus, you know what I mean? But it's like there was an anointing and we just, Jesus died, He loves you, and He wants you to know you. I mean, stuff like that. Anyway, by the third little gospel presentation, Ludmilla, something happened to Ludmilla. She was gloriously born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, on fire for God. We could not get rid of Ludmilla the rest of the time. She would not leave. And then she told us, we went back a year or two later, she told us, I led all of my students in the school to Jesus. I said, Ludmilla, that's the book of Acts type stuff. How do you do? That was pretty cool. But anyway, why did I tell you? Oh, I what Ludmilla said, was it her that was telling this story about how they never ran out of honey? They would pray. She didn't know the Lord. Well, good comment as she was. Or maybe it was her grandmother, but they never ran out. They prayed. And I'm telling you, we're not going to run out. How can you run out of Jesus? And then the next thing is communion with light. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, how can Satan and, you know, drink of the cup of demons or the cup of the Lord, you know, come out from among them? I'm not going to read all that, but it's all of that context. You can't have communion with light and communion with, with darkness and such as that. And then in that Scripture, it talks about how the Lord's promise says, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That really is Christianity 101. He will dwell in us. He's dwelling inside of us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's also walking among us. His manifest presence. And we are His people. That's that personal relationship. And then He will be our God. And uh, we're going to see it. And then the last one is communion of His blood and the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And first we are in communion with Him, and then we're in communion with one another. So, that worked out pretty good without following notes. I should try that more often. And I do, and I, I will. But now we want the Lord to meet us in the communion. And we want to have real koinonia. And we want to go on and be the church that He's called us to be. Um, I'm speaking the church as He's called us to be. We're just a part. Whatever God does in 2012 with us, it's only a small part of what He's doing in the nation and the nations of the earth. But His heart is on every nation. He loved Uganda so much that He allowed persecution to come. Unheard of, horrible, unbelievable things happen so that a nation would humble themselves and turn to the Lord. And now Uganda is in revival. And there's a revival coming to America. It's my prayer, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. But let's just begin right now to walk in it. And we're going to see His glory. Everybody in agreement? You're being built up. I'm telling you, you're becoming an army of the living God. You've got a testimony the world's waiting to hear. Every one of you. And uh, there's faith. He's starting to stir faith in you. Some of you are starting to have an increase in visions and dreams. Your prayer life. Some of you actually have been dreading the holidays because during the holidays you have to, you know, you get into this holiday season mode and, and it's like the Lord sometimes gets left out. But I'm telling you, He's not going to get left out this season. You're setting a place for Him. Some of you are literally. 
You might want to just do this. I don't know if it works or not. Just make a package, wrap a package for Jesus. You know, when you have, you know, the chair for Elijah and you expect him to show up. I mean, just expect him to come to your household. Expect him to gather with you and your kids. This is going to be the greatest Christmas you've ever lived if you'll, if you'll invite him in like never before. And uh, so let's let it begin right now today with communion. Let's prepare our hearts, okay? I promised I would preach shortly, and so I tried. <laughs> Forgive me. But I'm excited. Stuff's breaking out right now. It's breaking out right now over this nation. If God would open our eyes to see, you would not believe what's happening over this nation right now. Well, yeah, you would, because some of you can see it. But there's major warfare. There's stuff happening over our nation right now. Angel, legions of demons, yes, but they're greater. There's way more many angels than there are demons. And they're being loosed over the land, loosed over families and valleys and over the mountains. I'm telling you, the war horses are on the loose right now. They're white horses, Trump, they're, they're galloping over this land, breaking down the plans of the enemy. There are plans the enemy has set for our children because we prayed right now, the Lord is spoiling those plans. Angels are showing up to turn the thing around from, from what the enemy had purposed. All right. There are sicknesses. There are some people that have, the enemy has said, this will be your last year. But the Lord says this will be the beginning of many years. Because He's a God. He's greater than cancer. He's greater than the greatest disease known to man. Lord, we want to be those people. We don't want to ever live in the lack anymore. We don't want to live in the lesser. We want to live in the greater. This is the day of the abundance of rain. The abundance of glory. Well, I just ask you to release this in all these people, Lord. Release it, Lord, in our families, the church family, the gathering. Release it here, Lord. And now just, just, just ask the Lord, if there's anything in your heart you need to repent from, ask Him to forgive you. Let's get ready for communion. Search us, Lord. Turn the light on, Lord. Lord, we thank You that we're made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. We thank You for forgiveness of sins. And we thank You for the communion of the saints. And the communion that you've called us to, to do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you do this, we do this, Lord, to remember you, what you have done and what you are doing and what you will do. You are the one who was and is and is to come. And Lord, we thank you that you've chosen us to live at a great time of your coming. Lord, whether it's the coming at the end of the age or You're coming to our nation during this age, we are indeed grateful that You chose us, that You called us, that You called us out of darkness into Your marvelous light. And I thank You, Lord, where You've positioned us for such a time as this. 
I thank you for the jobs you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for the families, the children, the neighborhoods that you brought us into, the opportunities, the doors that you opened that no man could have opened. And no man has been able to close. And Lord, we ask God that today during this communion we would encounter you. Lord, we ask for miracles, signs and wonders. We ask for the everything that you want to do this morning. Do it, Lord, during communion. We ask for sovereign moves of God that we could not plan. Lord, we ask you, we ask angels to be standing at each table. And we ask God, healing angels, delivering angels, we ask, Lord, that you put hands on people when they walk by. We ask you to do it, Lord. We ask you to walk through this place. Dwell among us. Thank you, God. Lord, you said if we had faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, we could move mountains. Right now, God, I feel like I've got at least that kind of faith. It's not much, but Lord, what we have, we offer to you, and we ask you to move mountains today for people. Move mountains. Break things that have held captive and loose your glory and power and presence in this communion, Lord. And God, if there is anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if someone's watching on the web stream, let this be the day, the moment of salvation as they cry out to you, Lord. God, if you would appear in dreams to Muslims all across the earth and just show them that you're the Messiah, that, you're, that Jesus is the one, and you can do that here, Lord. You can appear. And we ask you to do that. And we thank you in Jesus' name. We're going to ask you just uh, this side, if you would, to begin. Come by and you can receive and then go back around to your seat. And then this section, if you guys would go ahead this way. And then you, this, this section, follow. And then go back in and be seated. And we'll all take the elements together after we've returned to our seat. He gave his life, his body broken, the blood that was spilled out for us for the remission of sins. Thank you, Lord, that not only have you forgiven us of all of our sin, but you've healed us of all of our disease. You've redeemed our life from destruction. You've renewed our youth like the eagles. And we thank you for your goodness, Lord. And we bless this in Jesus' name. His body was broken. Let's receive that. 
to do this is in remembrance of me. And the cup of the New Testament, the blood shed for the remission of sin. bless you guys. Um, next Sunday, we're having a potluck meal. And uh, what else? Baptism. We promise not to fill it too full. When you get in, it won't embarrass you. But uh, because if you've never been baptized, what are you waiting on? <laughs> you know, don't, don't wait. This is a great time. And uh, we're going to have ministry teams around the front, too. If you need prayer this morning, there are folks around here to pray for you. God bless you guys. Have a great day, great week.